Hey, Scarecasters. I hope you all are doing well. We are now on episode two of season seven, and this episode will revolve around the great mystery in the sky. You know what that means, aliens. Have you ever encountered anything strange? Perhaps a weird light in the sky that moved too fast, or maybe a gigantic object hidden behind some obscure clouds. I have seen some strange things in my life that have been unexplained, and almost always, I never have my phone with me to record it. In this story, we have a boy who has a rather strange night he cannot explain. A story written by Darkly Gathers. So gather around, grab your blanket, your popcorn, and listen in to this strange tale. Good night, my dad says to me as he opens my bedroom door, light spilling lazily across the carpet. See you tomorrow. Yeah, night dad, I grumble, scrunching my covers up a little tighter around my chin. I'm sorry about the party, Nate. We're just doing what we think is best, I promise. I mutter to myself watching my father's silhouette shift in the light from beyond. Then I roll over in bed and make a point of turning away from him. I hear my dad sigh. <sighs> Step out into the hallway. And he quietly closes the door behind him as he leaves. The hallway's light is lost to the room's cold darkness. We had an argument today, my parents and I. I accused them both of being cruel and needlessly unfair. I made it a pretty big deal, and to be honest, maybe I shouldn't have. Just, I'm 13 and most of my friends are out at a party tonight in the next town over. An outdoors one with tents and everything. My mom said I was too young to go and my dad agreed. So, naturally, I've been in a foul mood all evening. I chew my tongue and fume for a while in silence, tossing and turning as the gentle murmur of my parents in the living room gradually fades away. And I hear them ascend the stairs. The sliver of light beneath my door grows dimmer, and then after a while, goes out entirely. I hear my parents close the door to their room. It was bedtime for them too, I guess. I stare across my room at one of my posters, stuck up on the wall. It's pretty tough to see in the dark, but I know which one it is. It's the one from the movie, Alien. Such a good film. 
My dad introduced me to it. I sigh and shut my eyes up real tight, willing myself into a slow and uneasy sleep. The dreams do come eventually. They revolve around my friends, all still awake and having the time of their lives together. A dream version of myself cannot decide if I'm actually there with them or not. My friends react only fleetingly to my presence and the dream delivers a sense of cold disconnection and unsettling isolation of loneliness. I want to understand more, but I don't know how. I don't know how to fix it. And I'm unsure exactly what it is that awakens me. Whatever it is, I return to the real world with my heart beating fast and my mind instantly alert. I clutch the sheets as I feel myself begin to sweat. My body has become aware of something that my conscious self has yet to pick up on. A beam of light passes down the window, filtered and distorted through my curtains. If my window didn't look out into the back garden, I'd think it were a passing car. An airplane, maybe. It is followed by another, and then another. Horizontal bars of grim light and faded yellow. I stare at these lights, wide-eyed. The house creaks softly in the dark. A gentle rustle of wind is heard beyond the walls. I think I can just about hear the faintest hiss from the boiler a few doors down. And then, the noises stop. All of them, all at once. Every last hint of sound or movement of any kind is sucked from the air. The experience, despite lasting only a few seconds, is disorienting to the extreme. Like all the life in the world was just drawn away. This empty vacuum was left in its place. Never before have my ears been given such true deathly, haunting silence. My breath catches fast in my throat. A final beam of light passes down behind the curtains, and with it returns the sound. A quick, sudden tremor is sent rumbling across my room. The bed shakes, I cling myself to the mattress as best as I can, beset with terror. A pen is sent rolling and clattering off the edge of my desk. The alien poster peels away from the wall and droops in one corner. What the hell is happening? I think to myself, trying to will together the urge to get out of bed to pull back the curtains and to look outside. A subtle thrumming begins to reverberate through my bones. I can feel it sending shivers through the furniture. 
It takes every ounce of control not to fall into a mad panic. There's always an explanation. There's always an explanation. I think to myself over and over and over. Yeah, there's always an explanation. Until one day, there isn't. It'll be construction works. Late night construction works. Yeah, that's all. I prepare to roll over. To try my very best to return to sleep. To ignore the shifting atmosphere and to get back to my dreams. But a tap on the window sends my blood racing. And gritting my teeth. Stilling myself and unable to take it a second later. I throw off my sheets in an altogether rather uncharacteristic burst of courage, and I stride to the window. I haul back the curtains, braced to see something staring back at me from beyond the glass. But no, there's nothing there. Nothing looking back at me. No source of lights. Just a nighttime view of my back garden and the neighbor's gardens, all bathed in darkness. My breathing settles just a little. Just for a moment. A brief, false hope-laden moment. Before I shoot a reactionary glance up at the sky. An involuntary response to some movement there. My pupils narrow. What I see in the sky is difficult to describe. I am drawn to what I see, and yet it frightens me like nothing I've ever experienced before, and I cannot look away. Sections of the sky, vast, sprawling sections, are moving against each other in the darkness. Partly hidden by clouds, they form curious, hard-edged shapes. They interlock with one another and fade in and out of view, their colors not quite matching those of the air around them. They do not look natural in any sense of the word. And as I watch, it becomes clear that they are all parts of a greater whole section of an enormous ring or an arc slowly rotating around. It is difficult to tell where the sky ends and where the shifting and grinding shapes begin. And they rumble softly, almost imperceptibly, cracking like distant thunder. I am awestruck, terrified, and frozen in place. What I am seeing defies the laws of reason, of sense, and another bar of light shivers its way down the glass and washes over the garden. But its immediate source is not obvious. I cannot see what is actually casting the light. Besides, my gaze remained fixed on the colossal, softly swirling mechanisms in the sky. 
the spell is finally broken the same way it was cast. By movement. Though, this time from below instead of above. My eyes flicker down to the garden, to my backyard. It is small and one of many. Fence posts mark the boundaries between mine and those of my neighbors. And my yard has a few trees and a lone shed of tools. And there's a soccer ball too, kicked into its current position a few days ago. Between them creeps a figure far taller and far skinnier than any person I have ever seen. A sharp intake of cold breath forces its way down into my lungs. The figure is shadowed. It is too dark to make out any particular features, and they do not appear to be wearing any clothes. The joints of their elbows and knees do not bend in any way they are supposed to. And it's hard to see in the darkness. But the figure does not appear to be disturbing the grass in any way as they move. And they move too quickly. And in seconds, the figure is gone lost to the deeper shadows of the neighboring fence and of the wall to the house. Blood rushes through my ears. Lightheaded, I turn at once and open my bedroom door to the long, dark hallway of my house. It feels like the walls spin around me as I walk to my parents' room. One hasty foot in front of the other. Mom, I call out, the dad. The door is open. I step into the room, hands clenched with hope, hope that they will explain, that they will make everything all right. But they are not there. The sheets have been thrown off of the bed and are carelessly folded back on themselves dropping towards the floor and the window is wide open cool night air filters in one of the curtains flutters lazily ever so slightly shifting in the breeze Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mom! I call out louder now, looking around wildly. I swivel and head back into the hall, calling down into the inky, void-like depths of the landing below. Dad, where are you? But there comes no response. Just the creak of the house, 
that subtle, soft humming, and the rapid pattering of feet against the hardwood floor below. I throw myself backwards against the wall, staring down into the gloom below through the banisters of the stairs. But it is too dark. I cannot make anything out. I could turn the light on if I wished, but the switch is attached to the wall over at the very top of the stairs. I cannot bear the thought of making myself so vulnerable of the potential threat of some unknown nightmare scrambling up the darkness towards me, so I instead retreat rapidly to my room, slamming the door shut, perhaps a little too loudly behind me. It's in the house. Whatever I saw outside is in the house, and my parents are gone. Sob racks my throat and I struggle to swallow it back down, sweating and rubbing my hands across my eyes. I shoot a feverish glance back out through the window, peeking from behind the curtain. The shapes in the sky appear closer now, ever shifting, locking and unlocking with each other, slow purposeful movements that give the impression of colossal weight or density. Please just leave me alone, I whisper. Just go away, please. And I hear the sound of something scrambling up the stairs. My body reacts before my brain, and I throw myself up against the door as the irregular footsteps creep across the hall towards my room. It knows where I am. It knows that I am here. No! I scream out loud. I don't want to go! I don't want to go! The door thuds. I shoot a look down at my right as the handle jumps. And then turns. No! I am pushed along the floor as the door starts to open. With a shout of terror-stricken defiance, I dig my heels into the carpet and shove back with all my might. The door recloses. Don't take me! I shout, my words thick with desperate emotion. Please, just don't take me! I don't want to go! I don't want to go! The door stops moving, and my heart pounds as I wait chest rising and falling as the tension builds tighter and tighter and then it simply fades away the thing behind the door decides to leave I hear its footsteps go back across the hall and back they go down the stairs when I am certain it has left the floor I dart back to the window and stare out into the backyard. The view below me is illuminated now. The grass and the shed and the trees and the fence, they're all lit up in a sickly, watery yellow. And it is not clear where the light is actually coming from. There is no obvious visible source. It simply sticks to the objects below like paint 
localized. It does not overflow into any of the neighbor's gardens. And in the center of this light and looking up towards the sky are two silhouetted figures. Two figures I recognize. My parents. They're facing the opposite way with their backs toward me. But there's no question as to who they are. I'd recognize them anywhere, even from just the backs of their heads. I stare in bewilderment and disbelief. I bang my hand on the glass, but they do not turn around. Mom! Dad! I cry out loud in distress, fumbling with the window and trying to get it open. But still, they do not respond. The light in the garden intensifies. My parents raise their arms to the sky. They click in a thud. I finally get the window to open. Throwing it wide and screaming out into the night. There's no way they don't hear me. There's no way. But despite my efforts, my parents do not react to my voice. The light however, does. I feel my skin start to flush and the hairs across my forearms bristle as I watch that impossible, eerie yellow light swim its way up my arms as if I were submerging them beneath a body of water. I squint as it passes over my face, my eyes wincing and crying out in alarm as a sudden flash sends my sense of stability reeling. And with eyes now closed, in response to the intensity of the brightness, I succeed in forcing them open in brief, half-second intervals as the light spills and cascades around my room. I see the shapes in the sky draw together beyond the clouds. The thunder increases and spark-like lightning crackles between them. How in the hell is no one else awake to see this? I don't know. I could not say. But the speed of the anomaly spinning above grows faster. Tears stream warm down my cheeks in sharp contrast to the cold night air for a long, terrible second, that silence returns. The complete absence of any kind of noise, or sound, or rustle, or hum. Just total empty space-like silence. That same shudder of energy is sent rumbling through the house, and the lights flash bright. And then... That's it. Darkness. I am vaguely aware of a dreamlike, nonsensical series of events. Events that make no coherent or chronological sense, and are fast to fade the second I start to awaken. Eyes bleary, I blink and groan, and as my vision returns, I focus first on the window, wide open, 
Then with delirium, I flicker my eyes to the alien poster, the corner still hanging from the wall. I bolt upright at once, my vision flashing with color from the sudden motion, and I threw off the covers and stumbled through my room and down the hallway, barging without apology into my parents' room. Mom! Dad! I shout. And to my absolute, almost debilitating relief, I see them. They are there, sound asleep in their bed. Well, not so much sound asleep anymore, as they grumble and turn to me confused. Nate? Dad murmurs. What is it? What's going on? I just, uh, you were in the garden, that there was this light. I fumble my words, bewildered, as my dad glances to his alarm clock, stopping it before it goes off at 5.59 a.m. Ah, uh, well, you beat the alarm clock, he mutters, chuckling softly and heaving himself out of bed. Might as well get ready for work, I suppose. Go back to bed, Nate, my mom murmurs. Everything's fine. But, but... Hey, you know, Nate, my dad says to me through a yawn, putting a hand on my shoulder as he passes me by, heading to the bathroom to wash up. Maybe we were a little harsh on you last night. I'm sorry you didn't get to hang out with your friends. Maybe next time we'll talk properly and we'll work something out, yeah? Um, yeah, I stutter. And Dad, I'm up. I'm sorry too. I shouldn't have spoken to you like I did. He ruffles my hair. It's fine, bud. Go on back to bed. And so I do. Head spinning and reeling with conflicting emotion. I returned to my room. I closed the window up tight and reflattened the poster against the wall. And I clamper back into bed. And as I do so, I feel an itching, sudden and sore feeling across my lower abdomen. I scratch it briefly and try to ignore it, but the sensation only returns. I pull off the sheets and lift my shirt for a look. And what I see there sends a shiver of sharp, cold terror up my spine. There are three black marks, each equidistant, and are burnt into my skin. The veins and vessels around them are a deep, dark red. They spread out like lightning, connecting the three marks in a rough but obvious triangle. My heart hammers in my chest, and I jump out of bed for a second time and run to the window, hauling it back open with a grunt and staring up to the sky. I see that there were nothing but clouds, quiet and gray swirling softly and slowly and gently illuminated 
from behind by the morning's rising sun.